0: This episode of Zero Brightness is brought to you by you. You can head to patreon.com slash zerobrightness to sign up to support the show directly and get bonus content multiple times per week. Thank you to everyone who supports the show, and I look forward to meeting more of you soon. So, Drew. Hello. Thank you for coming on the show thanks so much for having me so usually i do a little pre-recorded intro for people but i actually just want to talk to you about it because when i met you in minneapolis you were like doing comedy you know a lot of like live comedy and producing shows and stuff Mm -hmm. but now you're in la Mm -hmm. you're doing more like writing and producing which is awesome congrats thank you so much and you do a lot of work in the games industry That I do. So I just... Can you give me and the listeners... I mean, I know some of it, but me and the listeners, like, a little rundown of, like, what have you done in the games industry? Yeah.
1: uh, So, I mean, it's super weird. So, yeah, when you met me, I was, like, uh, waiting tables. I was opening (laughs) at one restaurant and closing at another. Wow. Yeah. And then... um, uh, Yeah. And then we moved to L.A. uh, And I was somehow figured out a way to be, like, more... Uh, financially unstable uh, by moving out there <laughs> um, uh-huh. and then I uh, and then I basically uh, so I got an internship um, at uh, Lionsgate Games which is uh, so it's Lionsgate but their games department because I had a friend who worked there so she put in a good word um, and I got an internship the thing is though that like in order to get an internship uh, w- which was the only thing I was really qualified for um, you have to be able to accept college credit Ah. but like I'm like I was 30 and I had like already been to college sure (laughs) so I needed to pay to work so what I I know but so what I did is I found like kind of a loophole I went into um I went to Los Angeles Community College and I just went to their page for their like uh, uh their like internship program for like credits and stuff and I just printed out the application and then I brought it to then, then I just <laughs> brought it, and I was like, "I've got the credits," and they're like, "Okay, whatever." Uh, here, start doing this. And <laughs> <So> <laughs> clearly not that important. Really not. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, uh, so yeah. So don't don't let that hold you back. Um, if, uh, if you're ever looking for the internship thing, but um, right. But yeah. So, so I started there, uh, and which is weird because I never really thought I would be like in video games because I always liked video games. Right. But starting at Lionsgate was cool because they don't actually do any real development they just do licensing Mm -hmm. like the guy who ran the department at the time is uh he's like a he's like a weird business genius like weird dude but for sure very smart when it comes to like making deals because like he made it so that at no point was our department spending any money Wow. Uh, yeah, we would That's actually. A good we, <laughs> business move? Okay. Yeah, like, so developers would just pay to use Lionscape properties. Uh, yeah, developers would pay us to, like, say to like make a john wick game right and then we would still get to tell them what to do it was like it seemed deeply unfair i still don't understand how it works <laughs> but i mean you know like uh but they made that's how they made like john wick hex and right. same with the Blair witch project video game which right. uh by Bluebird, which is cool yeah super um, good game yeah super yeah. good game yeah i really um, liked it and it was weird because they i mean yeah they that's what they're a really cool team and they love horror stuff um obviously
0: yeah that uh, that game and the latest one they've made are like yeah. I mean, like when I, Initially, I didn't like their stuff because I, I wasn't really into Layers of Fear. And then that game got me into it. And then, well, that and Observer starring Rutger Hauer. Oh, for sure. Of course. Who's Absolutely. The, who's the man? Also yes. featured in Channel
1: Zero. Also featured in Channel Zero. Which we were just talking about. I yeah. didn't realize that that was Rutger Hauer.
0: Yeah. And it's crazy because it's like not long before he died and he just looks really good. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know, super on the ball. Yeah, he's great. I mean, Blade Runner is my favorite movie. So I'm fucking very biased. Oh, for
1: sure. You know, yeah. I haven't seen Blade Runner in like. 15 years it's really good i don't remember it i gotta see it again you should watch it again i should you know i mean once again i'm biased right of course (laughs) you know it's like it's
0: like people who like really like whatever star wars are always talking about like actually you should watch star wars i'm like
1: yeah whatever right (laughs) shut up but like (laughs) yeah blade runner actually very good movie Mm. yeah Mm. yeah like um uh uh the sequel good
0: yes okay okay so Blade Runner 24 so Blade Runner I love it so much that when they announced they're doing a sequel and the sequel came out I legit was like I'm not gonna watch it Mm. not because I'm like angry or whatever but I just had a lot going on in my life at that time (laughs) and I was like if this movie is bad it's gonna make me like upset in a way that (laughs) I don't really get upset normally about like stuff like that Mm. because it's like I just love Blade Runner so much so I was like I'm not gonna watch it and so I put it off and I put it off and then I put it off so long that it was a year later and this was when Monica worked at Half Price Books Mm -hmm. and so she was like hey this just came in do you want me to check this out so you can watch it and I was like yeah I guess so and I watched it and it turns out amazing it's so so good it's like such a good movie such a good sequel it is a sequel and it addresses stuff from the first movie but it also isn't like you have to have seen the first movie or it's like super like you know tied into the story in that way mm. so yeah mm. it's a
1: really good sequel oh and nice, here's Clovis. Oh, i love clovis yeah clovis I, is the best cat of all time I gotta lock her up, though. oh sweet oh she's so small oh my gosh i'm gonna lose my mind for those of you uh listening to the pod here uh there's a cat named clovis friend of the pod <laughs> yeah going, yeah, going, yeah. uh clovis is here clovis uh, brought to you by MeUndies. The I, I don't know. That's only... Do you have sponsors? No. Oh, okay. I <laughs> don't I mean, uh,
0: Clovis is sponsored by Patreon.
1: Oh, yes, absolutely. Which is
0: what I'm also sponsored by. Thank you to our generous patrons who make the show not lose money every month. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks so much.
1: I'll put up a nude on there. You know? <laughs> what the
0: hell? <laughs> that's... See, you know, I need to up the caliber of my guests. Yeah. Nobody's offered that before. This is what I'm trying to do here, guys. I'm networking. I'm trying to link and build. I'm trying to get those nudes on the Gotta Patreon. link,
1: gotta build, <laughs> gotta get nudes.
0: People were briefly saying that when OnlyFans was threatening the their own like little apocalypse that people were going to move to Patreon. Can you do like explicit content on Patreon?
1: I'm guessing. Yeah. I mean, I, I know people who do... I think I've got a friend who does lewd cosplay, mm-hmm. which... Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that involves nudity, but it rhymes with nude. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, that's, well, see, that's the thing is that I
0: think even when they, if they, which they're not going to now, right. but if they had changed their terms of service, mm-hmm. I think you could still do lewd. And you could maybe even do some kinds of nude, you but do, it, it wouldn't be like, you can do like porn.
1: Yeah. No P and V.
0: <laughs> well, and that's the weird thing is like, yeah, it's like, it gets into that weird categorization of like, yeah, like what is porn then? And like, yeah, yeah where do you draw the line? And like, I don't know what they were thinking. It was stupid. I'm glad they're not going to do it. Yeah. Just no, like, don't
1: just, yeah. show whole,
0: you know, <laughs> You should be allowed. It's my whole. Well, I just, I just think like as, as someone who does have to like try and trick al- algorithms into showing people my shit mm-hmm. for like music stuff and whatever, it's like, it's miserable. And I def, I would definitely hate to see people whose income is solely reliant on that suddenly have to be like, Oh, well now I we have to figure out how to make this kind of content and like not get tagged or flagged or 100%. whatever. And it fucking sucks. Um,
1: I hate all these platforms. They're all terrible. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, capitalism, man, that'll do that.
0: Yeah, I'm so tired. I'm
1: so deeply tired. But anyway, um, speaking of capitalism, speaking of so cap- after I was at Lionsgate yeah. Games, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, no, no. Uh, 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 so I worked there for a while and then I, uh, and did community management for them, uh, did a little bit, I had a really cool opportunity actually to actually do like a little bit of writing, which was cool. Like yeah. they were just like, okay, we'll give you a little writing assignment or whatever. So, so I actually got to write some lines for Bruce Campbell to read, uh, in his role in Dead by Daylight.
0: Whoa! Yeah. So. Okay. Cool. Our
1: yeah, our community is like
0: obsessed with Dead by Daylight. Okay. So great. Awesome. Okay. Cool. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So
1: when so so when he came out and like you know he was by the campfire and he like mutter stuff. Uh-huh. Um. So I wrote those. <laughs> I mean, they they were just pretty much lifted from his you know yeah thing.
0: But that's awesome. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. So, like, the one where he goes, like, look who's shitting in the tall grass. Like, that's um, that's something my mom used to say. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> right? Dude, that fucking rock. Yeah, it's cool. And then he also recorded, like, a bunch of other voice lines that I had written, but he clearly hated them. And so he, like, oh. did them, like, really... Like, he did them in a way that, to me, indicated he thought they were stupid. Okay. Which... They were, because uh, they were like a little lengthier. Like one was like a reference to Warcraft Two. Okay, like you know,
0: he, he was not. He vibing. was not, He wasn't feeling it at all. <laughs> he wasn't like, oh yeah, BattleNet. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, remember, Battle. yeah I remember course. that. Yeah.
1: Well, because it was a re- it was a reference to like the naval like because they had ships in that game. Yeah. And if you clicked on like it was like the battleship or something, I remember it was like, but it was the like, humans. Uh, and if you clicked on enough times, it would go like, "Join the army," they said. See the world. They said. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 yeah.
0: You know, honestly, I can't say I played a ton of any of those games, but the one I played the most was Warcraft 2, and the thing that I ended up doing the most was just saying the voice lines in real life. Oh, like sure. me and my sister <laughs> Me and my sister just used to say the voice line. Like, like we used to always say, like, yes, me, Lord. Yes, yes me, Lord. <laughs>
1: yeah. Zunk, zunk. yeah, yeah <laughs> oh, my
0: God. We just used to say that shit to each other. It's so funny. Because, like, I mean, we played way more of, like, The Sims or whatever. But oh, sure. Just the voice lines that game are so funny. Oh, no, they rock. So, I wish, you know, I kind of wish that would have made it. But... Uh, if it's they, okay.
1: yeah, I mean it's yeah, I, but, but anyway, so that's uh, <laughs> so then after like after I left I left landscape for to be a production assistant and I went and worked on like a couple of like premium cable like prestige dramas, oh, nice. um, I mean you know just how it is. But then um, and those were cool. Th- that's a great job if you can get it. If you're gonna be a production assistant, it's aces because nice. I was uh, I basically was just like an errand boy, and like my main responsibility was to make sure that like. Everyone had snacks, like <laughs> like the we just had like the snack drawer was like always. Well, actually, it was like a snack room, and actually, oh, it was like always okay. stocked. Yeah. And as like a former server, it's like oh, I can you know, I can yeah. serve people easy. Like yeah. uh, oh, and also like getting people lunch. So same sure. deal.
0: Yeah.
1: So I did that for like a year, and then I um. So this is a little bit of it. Here's a little bit of advice. Um, I basically uh uh. I hyperbolized. My prior roles, uh, whenever interviewing for a new job, yeah, to make myself seem more qualified for the job I was being interviewed for, right. So, when I was an intern at Lionsgate for the PA gig, I said I was an assistant because it's, which is sort of true. I was assisting, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and then when I when I uh, interviewed to be an associate, I interviewed after these PA gigs to be an associate producer. Um, uh, uh, at uh, NBC Digital, and uh, and I said that I was a coordinator or an office coordinator, which is also kind of true because yeah. I did coordinate things in the office. Yeah. Um. And then when I was an associate producer, I mean, uh, and I got uh, interviewed for where I'm at currently, um, uh, sort of in this more video game space. Um I just said I was a producer, and so now I'm just uh, just I produce. Yeah. So that's <laughs> sick. Dude. So yeah, absolutely. You did yeah, it rocks. It. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think it also like helps um to be like a cis het white guy. Yeah. Like, cause that's I mean, that kind of does most of the heavy lifting. <laughs> I want to say. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. No, it's because I mean everybody can. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah but yeah, but I'll sure. take it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Heck, I mean, phew, look at me now. Look at my new, nuc- you know, I got yeah. new pants. Yeah, yeah, look at those pants. Great, they're oh, elastic. Holy shit. Yeah, I mean, they were they were 10 bucks at Uniqlo, so. They look really comfortable. Thank you, they are. Yeah. They're breathable. Yeah, um, that's nice. Yeah, but now, but so now what I do is uh, 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 I work in the video game, like, uh, esports entertainment and, like, uh, promotional and press events. Right. So, and I got really lucky, too, because, like, I started around when the pandemic hit, and we were already doing remote stuff at that time. Sure. Um, so, yeah. So, the first thing that I did was I got to write the the hub show for GlitchCon. Okay. Which was Twitch's, uh, you know, the 2020. Yeah, it was like Twitch's, like, it was TwitchCon, but it was all remote. Sure. So, they called it GlitchCon. That's it was cool. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, but what was weird about that was that no one, like, it, it, I didn't really know who my boss was on that project. <laughs> okay. Because like, they were just kind of like, okay, we just need you to write this. And so, every now and again, like, someone would check in with me just to make sure that, like, everything was, like, fitting at the correct times. Right. But at no point did anyone give me any, like, editorial notes. Oh. So, it wasn't until the show aired that anyone really paid attention to the stuff I'd written. <laughs> That's scary. <laughs> well, kind of. yeah. And they were, like, <laughs> well, because, like, I remember it was about halfway through the show, and um, and shit was going sideways, just cause it was live yeah, and, but it sure. wasn't my fault and no this one, stuff. yeah. And like, no one gave a shit about the content of the show. just like, why is it, you know, the screens are blank. Like, this kind of yeah. <laughs> like, um, but I guess like, uh, I guess Twitch was contractually obligate, obligated to like, um, to, uh, to shout out Verizon, like, uh, about four times during the show. <laughs> Um, okay. And so, I, and I knew it, but they had, uh, apparently they had like specific, specific talking points, but I don't know. I didn't have those talking points. They're just like, <laughs> make sure you mention Verizon. I was like, okay. So during one segment, I spent 10 minutes shouting out Verizon, but I, I claimed that I said, or no, so I, so I claimed that they were uh, vertical horizon the band,
0: <laughs> so I said, which is a reference that is so far outside of the core demo. <laughs> absolutely, for <GlitchCon>.
1: no one <laughs> at all liked it, but I, except for one, like our the one coordinator was like, "That fucking rules, dude! Like fuck yeah!" <laughs> like, and we bonded over like these like nineties, yeah. you know. So I, so I said, "Shout out to Vertical or Verizon, the only, uh, you know, the only data provider." Uh, run by the four guys from Vertical Horizon. <laughs> and then I just came up with a bunch of, like, jokes. Well, I mean, I thought they were jokes. We don't know. If, maybe they're not. Like, they might just <laughs> did be Verizon sentences. Guys, yeah. yeah. And I was like, Vertical Horizon. It's like if... <laughs> like, what if Goo Goo Dolls tried to cover R.E.M., you know? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. You just did a bunch of... You did a Vertical Horizon bit? I did a whole... Like, I did straight ten minutes of just, like, back and forth. Just wow. these two hosts. You can watch it if you want. I like. will. And then, immediately after it closed, like, I got this... <laughs> I get this call uh, from, like, uh, one of, like, the, my several, you know, superiors being like, yo, uh, <laughs> can you, sp- so Verizon didn't really like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're like, could they want another, they're like, can you just, can you just have them say this? And I was like, yeah, yeah whatever. So I just threw them. in the, we threw in the
0: Oh, my on. God. But,
1: yeah. But that was fun. That is
0: amazing. That really hits home for me because so the first show I ever went to when I was like a child was Goo Goo Dolls. Oh, sure. And like me and my sisters were all kind of obsessed with the Goo Goo Dolls. Like it was was definitely driven by them. But I also like I like that band. Oh, no, totally. I like the Goo Goo Dolls. But so we would go see the Goo Dolls every time they were in town. And we'd also go for free because my oldest sister worked for 104.1 The Point. Yeah.
1: hell yeah. yeah, Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Right? Wow. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, wow. Yeah, yeah a moment right now. That yeah. is.
0: So for people who don't know, 104.1 The Point was a really confusing station. <laughs> I, like, they claimed to play Alternative Rock, but it was in the late 90s and early 2000s. So Alternative Rock was just mainstream radio rock that sounded like it was from 1994 yeah even though people were still making it at that time and it was all just like pretty like artistically bankrupt it was, even though i
1: enjoyed quite it a bit it was of. almost more like soft rock
0: yeah what? but it was a specific thing and so like we would go see goo goo dolls every time and they'd have a band like that so i've seen some insane bands like that live so like i've seen i've seen train Wow. It was <laughs> largely considered by many people to be like the worst band of all time. Yeah. Uh, and that was born out. That was a horrendous show.
1: Yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah. I seen, I seen, I seen like Matchbox I, 20. Like that's,
0: uh, I haven't seen Matchbox 20, although that's like Monica's favorite band. Basically, I might actually,
1: I, I might love to see a Matchbox 20 concert.
0: Yeah. I would have liked to seen it that seen that at that time. I'm trying, what was the band Um, you wanted more? Uh, Tonic. Oh fuck! Tonic kind
1: of rock, actually. Tonic yeah, are sort of good. That's, I don't even. I just remember I didn't listen to them, but I just remember my cool cousin had one of those CDs.
0: Yeah, you wanted more is kind of totally that genre of song, except it opens with like a fucking sick drop D riff. And oh, at the time, yeah. I was really into new metal, and I was like, "Whoa, this oh, is yeah. cool." <laughs> yeah. Who else did I see? I just saw every band like that, mm-hmm. and then like, and I saw a few legit. Like I saw Third Eye Blind. Um, when they were touring for Blue which is a really good record um, that was a cool show yeah yeah but I don't know it was just like I've seen so many fucking bands like that I definitely saw Vertical Horizon open one of those shows maybe at the State Fair But that definitely. makes sense sure um yeah, so any jokes about bands like that that just cuts really deep for me. I love
1: it. Yeah. That's so good. Dude. Oh no, that's yeah, it's <laughs> that's, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I yeah, cuz Vertical Horizon, I mean, I don't know. It was such a specific point in time. I did say, I do remember I got them to say Verizon. It's everything you want and everything you need.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. yeah, see that's that's good product placement. The thing is if the sponsors can't get behind it, that's their problem.
1: The issue is that um uh they're bad. Uh you know, I think it just, um, there's stuff that people with a bunch of money want to do yeah, or want to communicate. And then there's the stuff that people who aren't them want to hear. Yes. And those things are entirely diametrically opposed. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. like, no, like if you, yeah, like anyone who's had to write something with a sponsored segment and it knows that it's just like, you want to make a funny or entertaining bit. And the sponsor wants you to read the bullet points. Yeah, absolutely. Even doing press for bands. Like, like when you send your press release, like you can't just tell people, please don't just print my press release, but like you want to, because you're just like, please write something original. So yeah. anytime someone asks you for a quote, you're like, thank fuck. Yeah. Cause it's just like, please don't just copy and paste. Cause it's like the press release is for you. It's mm-hmm. weird. It has a lot of information that I want you to relay to the reader. Right. Like I'm it's not, do
1: not do that, no, 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 totally.
0: We, but yeah, like when you get bigger and bigger companies, and like I've never written anything for something like Verizon, I'm sure at that point it's just like, just read the bullet points. Like, I mean, we bought Sprint, yeah, <laughs> we are God, yeah, absolutely. Say the word of God, do not pervert it, heathen,
1: yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, no, they are like, it is a little bit like, uh, it, they are a little bit like, uh, I mean yeah, it's, a, it's a, there is sort of like a soulless automaton thing to it. I mean, yeah. I think everybody means well. Like nobody like nobody in these industries are like evil. I think they're just like maybe they, I think they're just like tired, you know? Like because, yes. like you get I think it's it's just a product of like um, cuz I'm working on a project right now um with uh a pr- with like a pretty big company i think i'm on an nda so i don't know how much i can yeah but uh no, cool so i'm working on it, don't say it. Uh, yeah, yeah so uh so i'm working with um with like this like i would say that they're i mean yeah with a with like a pretty large company and the people who are on these calls are super nice like my role is very creative which is mm-hmm. cool yeah um but uh or no i can say who they are it's youtube it's with google i'm working okay. with google yeah okay. so i'm working with a big team at google like okay. i'm just trying to think because they're already promoting it so it's like fine um so I'm working with Google on this project, uh, and the people who work there. Super lovely, great team. But the thing is, is that like there are so many layers of like approvals, so like any sort of like uh, you know creative or like writing yeah, goes through. For sure. That uh, by the time everyone has had a chance to like give their notes, um, what you're left with, like it doesn't you know it maybe just doesn't really have that much. Like the edge is gone, you know. Like it's it's very much smoothed over. So it's like it's 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 ideal if you're not like if you're not trying to offend anybody, like or or get on like anybody's bad side, or you know, even even hint at uh, something uncomfortable, something uncomfortable, whatever. Or even if something's like, you know, or, or even if you're making a joke that like if one person doesn't get a joke or if like you reference something like that one person doesn't get, uh, then, you know, that gets that gets axed. And so then basically you're left with like, um, you know, a product that maybe doesn't have a lot of uh, direction to it. Like we've got, um you know, uh, like one person. I mean, I don't know. It's yeah, but that happens a lot of times, like uh, with a lot of different things. I think yeah. I did something with Electronic Arts, which was sort of similar, but you could kind of tell because, like, the Electronic Arts developers um, are, like, are like super cool. Like, each development team has their own personality. Like, right. like we did EA Play Live, um, uh, and, like, the guys who are making this game called Lost in Random, they're like a bunch of Swedes. Okay. Like, they're so cool. They're so nice. They're like a bunch of weird little, like, Swedish, you know, I mean, they all look like fucking, they all look like they're either the lead singer of, like, a death metal band or the lead singer of, like, a Mumford & Sons cover band. (laughs) Like, one of the two. Yeah, oh, for sure. Uh, But they're just, like, the gentlest like, kind, like, sweetest fellas uh, in the world. Um, Like, they're really great. Uh, Then you've got, like, the team uh, you've got Respawn who are the people who do Apex. And they're a lot more, like, they're they're super dry. Like, they're the most like, just dry. I mean, they're funny but they're so dry. Like, just expressionless but, but like a super diverse team of like, just like, just like cool kids, basically. Yeah. Like you want to hang out with them for sure. It's like, whole oh, <laughs> like, what's up? Like, Hey, that's your are Like, are you like, you like me, right? Like, you know, like, that's a whole <laughs>
0: can one of you please, uh, just express that you like, me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Please
1: God, please God. And then, uh, and then you've got like EA motive who's doing the dead space remake. Mm-hmm. Um, and those guys are like also super fun to work with. Um, but there are a bunch of French Canadians who love like, you know, gore, like they, <laughs> like <laughs> like, <laughs> like the new game, like the new Dead Space remake, like they specifically, the uh, the first, like one of the first things they did was they built an entirely, like they, they developed within Frostbite, like this dismemberment engine. Hmm. So, like, cause they really want to like make the dismemberment feature of Dead Space. Uh, they want to like heighten and explore it so like yeah. so now like not only are you able to like cut off limbs but you can cut off like layers of flesh Whoa. so like the more you like shoot these like <laughs> I know these like necromorphs like layers yeah. of flesh will like burn away and expose bone and then also like instead of like you can cut off a limb but like you'll still have to cut through tendon and bone Jeez. so like if you cut off a limb it'll still like dangle by like <laughs> f- like pieces of skin I mean it is gnarly That's Like crazy yeah like they're I mean and that team as you would imagine very cool <laughs> (laughs) Like, who to talk to. But then, uh, uh, but then you've got like EA's. Like, first level of marketing people, like brand managers, who are, like, you know, I mean, they, they're nice people. You can tell that, uh, uh, you know, that they have to go to, like, their bosses and then their bosses' bosses. And That's
0: the thing with marketing. Mm, they're just yeah. not always clapping on one and three. You know? Yeah, oh, for sure. And, it, and it's even interesting, like, if you talk to people who work at, like, small ad firms mm-hmm. versus, like, big ad firms. Or small PR firms versus big PR firms. Where it says, like, you can tell that people have a different way of interfacing depending on how many layers of management totally they have and so it's it's definitely yeah like when i was doing like media stuff at this small company it's a small company that was like had a big legacy mm-hmm. so we we're talking to all these bigger brands and like talking to people's managers and stuff and it was so weird coming from our company where it's like dude we're like fucking idiots yeah <laughs> you're talking to other <laughs> people it's like oh i have to be professional here. yeah because usually i'm just like drinking eight cups of coffee in the kitchen and like screaming and
1: just doing whatever I want <laughs> yeah, and it's course. like oh I have to like be an adult. Yeah. Human. Yeah, that's know, always, be a human. 100%. No. <laughs> Normally I'm a troll. No, I mean I think no, I think adult is probably right cuz like <laughs> yeah. I mean cuz I'm, you know, I mean like during the pandemic like I I mean I had a good month of like unemployment there like yeah. uh like smack in the middle. Um uh actually around July. That's the yeah, and you no know, it was like maybe it was two months. Yeah. Actually maybe it ended up being like three or four off and on, here and there. But that's just how it goes. Like, uh, but I mean, I remember like, um, uh, yeah, I remember like, well, not remember, I still experience now things where I'll be like on a call or in a meeting with someone and I'll be like, you know, my instinct will be... To just overshare like immediately, oh yeah, and be like, they will be like, "How was your weekend?" I'll be like, "I fucking, you know, there was blood in my shit." Like, <laughs> but I don't know what I don't know what that's about. Like, how how long do you go before you see a doctor? Do you think like do I just wait for it to go away or not? But then it's soliciting like, advice on yeah, the call,
0: absolutely. They're but, expecting you to say good, yeah. And exa- instead, yeah. it's like <laughs> open the medical file. What's up?
1: Yeah, yeah. like yeah. they don't. But uh, yeah, or it's um like i was on a call the other day for like we were doing like a casting thing and i was talking to somebody and like one of my colleagues like texted me and was like you gotta slow down like you're talking like we're talking real fast Uh, uh and i was like oh yeah i'm just that's just kind of how i do
0: (laughs) yeah See, I feel like I have that all the time because I'm a freelancer. Yeah. And like, I mostly work alone. 100%. And it's, so I definitely have that. It's like, I'm an, I'm a very like adult, like put together person, but I just spend so much time alone. Yeah. That you just forget how to like, not how to interact with people. It's just like, you forget what's acceptable. 100%. And you just say something so weird. And the, right after you say it, you're just like... What did I just say?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I used to, yeah. I used to have that all the time. More. Well, I mean, I still have that now. But like, I used to. It used to like eat at me. Yeah. And then I got on sertraline. Oh. okay. And, yeah. So now that I'm on anti-anxiety meds, I don't like. It doesn't. It doesn't make me want to die all the time. But that still happens, fucking consistently. Yeah. But don't feel like the Lone Ranger because like, there's like. I mean, there's people who are. You know, who look very professional, present themselves very professional, and they'll speak professionally, but they're still like terrible to work with. Yeah, I mean, like sure. some of the some of the best people that like, I mean, truly, like uh, I think the best thing about remote work is that now, um, like especially on, like per, like when you're doing production, like in press events or whatever, or video games. I mean, like yeah, even in game development or 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 uh, or licensing or like any aspect of that, um, uh, you. Uh, I mean, we, like, we're constantly working with people, like, all over the fucking country. I mean, like, you know, one lady is, like, working from Tennessee. Like, most people on the East Coast, like, our office is over on the West Coast. Right. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, I mean, like a lot of the best people that we work with and end up continue working with are people who just straight up like live in Iowa and like they show up on zoom calls, like just in sweatpants, like with like shit all over the place. (laughs) Like, I mean, not like you, like you have, like you've like everything is organized. Like it makes sense to me, like why the stuff is here, but I'm talking like, you know, like Dorito bags, (laughs) like, like on the ceiling, you know, like,
0: yeah, I'm a, I'm a really tidy person. I get really like uncomfortable mm-hmm. if it's just too much shit around. Even like right so right now I have all this merch that I'm shipping right there. Totally. This is driving me insane. Sure. And I'm also of course I faced myself directly at it. Of course. So that I can confront it of during course.
1: this talk. That's huge. Well, I'm glad that we can, I'm glad I can yeah. be here for this moment.
0: Yeah. Then. I just want to put myself on edge so I can be mean to you. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. You yeah, know? yeah like, absolutely. I don't yeah. know if yeah. you got oh, that yet. It, Are,
1: is this you mean? <laughs> yeah, it's, no, okay, got, got it. <laughs> it's, it's like, I'm having a great, I'm <laughs> yeah, having a nice yeah. little time. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, yeah, yeah. That, but, no, it's true, though.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, but my point is that, like, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, um, I don't know. Sorry. I'm not trying to, like, keep giving, I like, I turned to advice guy real quick. No, like, you know what? A lot of people need advice. Wow. Go off, huge. Okay, go off. Like, I mean, it's just it's a uh, uh, it's uh, I guess it's that like I mean I think professionalism to a degree sure, but I don't think you know I mean I think like being an adult is like kind of overrated because like ultimately yeah. like like no one, I mean like get your work done like be pleasant yeah. to work with like don't be yeah. an issue but right. like um uh you know for my money like I mean I said really weird th- I mean like like on Tuesday. I was at work. And I said, what if I changed my name to A Crippling Fear of Spiders? And my (laughs) producer was like, what? And I was like, well, because then I would like, if I would call an office like this, and I'd be like, hey, my name is A Crippling Fear of Spiders, and I'm um, I'm calling for David. And then the assistant would be like, yeah, just one sec. And then the assistant would have to put the phone down and be like, hey, David, I have A Crippling Fear of Spiders, you know? And like... (laughs) that's a good gag i think it's a i think i thought it was great i don't know if
0: it's change your name worthy (laughs) no
1: but it would be a it would be funny for a second i think yeah Yeah. yeah. like um uh but no one liked it at the office (laughs) (laughs) like these like 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 real ass professional you know people yeah (laughs) i'm just there with
0: oh yeah no, I, I it's it's funny like doing music recording because like when you're in a session, you're kind of just locked in with these like one to five people for mm-hmm. extended periods of time. And it's really funny when you just cause I, I'm a pretty personable guy and oh, yeah. I'll just try you know, I'm not trying to do a, a comedy routine, but mm-hmm. I'll do some jokes. And it's really funny when none of them land. Oh yeah. Cause then you're just like Okay, no jokes. Wow, and it's just really.
1: Guess I'll just go. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> just gonna go press the button now. <laughs> so um, it's it's really funny though because I know that feeling where you're just like, but then like when they do land, it's great. Oh like yeah, absolutely. we instantly have rapport, mm-hmm. and the session's gonna be a lot less awkward. I can do my jokes. Mm-hmm. I do like the jokes, right? But yeah, it's always a it's always a funny experience when it's like okay, no jokes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm just like, it's, it's like a lift. It's like a quiet lift driver situation.
0: Yeah. Like, oh, but okay. it is though, like, cause like being an engineer, it is like customer service in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And so you have, even though it's like very skilled, mm-hmm. you have to have all those customer service skills. And you have to know when to shut the fuck up and yeah. you have to know, I'm sure you've experienced that doing production work where it's like, you know when to cut up and you know when to shut up uh, yeah that's actually yeah that's, that should be
1: on a t-shirt that should be. i just came up with that right now that's huge that's oh actually wait really that was good actually yeah i liked it a lot a little extent for you can i use can i say that yeah please that's great say it a lot no one to cut up no one to shut up yeah <laughs> that makes me a lot of joy actually. yeah i'm the rambler um <laughs> <laughs> no, me too. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. No, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, sorry. It took me a second. Right, yeah. of course, no one to lay him <laughs> That's down. That's the shittiest prior to the joke. Right? No, no, it's, yeah. no. It's still good. I mean, I love Kenny Rogers.
0: Um, the most I interacted with Kenny Rogers was uh, when I lived in Cincinnati. They had Kenny Rogers Roasters. And uh, what does that mean? Like, the, like, do you, do you not know about Kenny Rogers Roasters?
1: I don't know what a roaster is.
0: He had a chicken restaurant. Oh my god! Called Kenny Rogers Roasters.
1: That sounds tasty. Actually.
0: And their whole gag not gag gimmick <laughs> the, whole, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: the whole gimmick was that it was like fresh sure so it was like it was just rotisserie chicken oh. and it was like it's fresher than kfc but like i guess it was just like <laughs> grocery it was like the same rotisserie chicken you get from the grocery store yeah, it was yeah. like not but you know it had kenny roger's name on it did you
1: like sit down and eat
0: um the one that we went to was really small. So you could have, but they had like four tables, so we always just got to go. But it was
1: just, did they only sell you one whole rotisserie chicken? Do they have like sandwiches or? Uh, We only ever got just the rotisserie chicken. (laughs) Did they have sides? Yeah, yeah, you could get like sides. Okay, because I'm just picturing just the chicken. (laughs) I mean, that's
0: pretty much
1: what it was. That's really funny. It was a
0: really kind of a stupid concept. Kenny Rogers Roasters. (laughs)
1: Kenny Rogers. It's that's great. I mean I do like I It mean, doesn't
0: yeah. sound real like now that you haven't heard of it, I feel like I made it up. Did you dream that?
1: Kenny Rogers Roast? No, it's
0: real. I'm not even gonna look it up. It, it sounds like the real. most okay.
1: coke addled idea. I remember
0: <laughs> so, it was across the street from a Chinese restaurant that kept getting shut down because it was so dirty. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah I like can't um, I mean you can't compete with Kenny Rogers roasters. Yeah. Kenny, no, yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, that that shit. Chinese restaurant I think actually did outlast Kenny Rogers roasters even though they kept getting shut down because they were so it was like visibly disgusting that was like one of the gnarliest restaurants i went to that's really too bad cincinnati what are you gonna
1: do was it any good the chinese place or yeah. can you was, no, was the chinese place good um no it was like normal. it was just like okay. shitty normal chinese gonna, restaurant yeah. you kind of hope that it's one of those things where it's like well it's dirty but the food is good it's <laughs> like but if it's dirty and the food sucks it's like oh well <laughs> what I, man are you I, doing?
0: I have such a thing about that i'm not even sure if i've ever been to a restaurant where i was like it's disgusting and i still even
1: ordered food like, there's places they're a little untidy but like disgusting well disgusting i don't know if i do yeah i been to untidy like i mean like sometimes you go to like a hole in the wall like there was they had to close down, unfortunately, but there's this, like, incredible, like, burrito stand uh, that, like, had just a bet. Like, they had these, like, cochinita, like, burritos they'd make. It was literally just beans and meat, mm-hmm. but it was just, like, it was so good. Fuck, it was good. And it was, like, $4 for, like, a big, like, I mean, a, just, like, a good-sized burrito. Like, you'd yeah. be, you know, yeah. satisfied for, like, a day, you uh-huh. know? Yeah. um Burrito shit. Yeah, oh, yeah, I love that. Yeah, like, yeah um yeah. uh But, yeah, I mean, but it was just, like, it was just, like, outdoors. It was basically, it was, like, a, you know... Like a folding table, yeah, and like a guy, <laughs> yeah, probably not very clean. No, yeah. but I mean, but
0: I feel like burritos. Burritos are kind of like the exception because, like, like I remember there's a one kitchen nightmares where he freaks out on the guy who has like the Mexican restaurant. Oh yeah, and he's like, look at all this stuff inside the pans, and I'm like, that's kind, that's the flavoring, actually. Yeah, like, that's like you kind of want that. Like you've seen the way they make the beans and the chicken and all that shit. Like it's kind of just soaking in it. That's no, sort totally. of like. You know, in like whatever, in, in like cooking with woks, they have like the wok hay or like all that oh, kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the burrito version is just the shit that's inside the colander. Yeah, hundred like percent. Yeah, no. You want that? I'm really contradicting myself from being like I'm a clean freak to like I want the 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 grime. Inside. We all contain we contain multitudes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of containing multitudes, I didn't know until the other day that you're super into horror.
1: I am super into horror.
0: Yeah. So you were messaging Monica mm-hmm. about horror stuff, and then. She had mentioned, she was like, oh, Drew loves Eternal Darkness.
1: Well, I love and, Eternal Darkness.
0: And I immediately <laughs> messaged you, and I was like, will you
1: talk to me about Eternal Darkness? Oh, yeah, abso- of course. Okay. Absolutely.
0: So now, yeah, okay. that's that yeah, know, some time. 30 minutes in. Eternal Darkness. Mm-hmm. It fucking rocks,
1: right? Oh, yeah, it's great. It's, like, I remember when I first, I remember reading about the game in Nintendo Power, and being, like, a little bit trepidatious about it, but then I, uh, and I forget what got me into it. Oh, no, I know what got me into it. My... Uh, uh, when I was in community college, my buddy Zach, uh, like was talking about how great of a game it was. I was like, Oh, yeah, I think I heard about that. And then I just kind of did a deep dive and I was like, Okay, this does actually sound really interesting. And I yeah. was super into horror at that point. So I started, so I got a, I managed to find a copy at like a Discworld or something. Sure. Um, Discworld. Uh, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, did you go to Normandale? I did go to Normandale. Yeah,
0: that's right by where Discworld, Discworld is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Discworld rocked. It, holy it, shit. Is it gone now?
0: Uh, yeah. I think it is. I remember, yes, because I remember it closing, and my shitty roommate was like, "You got to go to Discworld, and (laughs) everything's on sale." And I was like, "I can't afford to go spend like four hundred dollars because if I spend in there, I'm going to go, or if I step into there, I'm going to spend like four hundred dollars."
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Easy. No, for sure. I'm with you. Great star. No, totally. Like, um, uh, yeah. There was like, yeah. I mean, also, like, I mean, I think we've all had like those one months where it's like, like there was a month last year where I think I had like forty dollars. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I don't have a credit card, so it's just like Yeah. All right, this let's it's gonna get interesting. It's yeah. Like, I'm the same. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember because well I'm married and my wife is like way more responsible with money than I am. Cause she's like, Well, what about your savings? And I was like, I'm gonna repeat the, I'm gonna say this one time. I have forty dollars. <laughs> <Like laughs> That's like that. not
0: like I have forty dollars and then also this savings of money. Right. It's like I have $40.
1: Oh yeah. We got to, yeah, we got to write about that. <laughs> that, was, that was a fight. That turned into a fight. <laughs> Which Dude, is, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's sometimes it just, sometimes it's how it is.
0: It's freelancer shit.
1: Yeah. yeah. But, um, uh, uh, yeah, but Eternal Darkness, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I, like, I love that game so much, and it got me really into, like, sort of, like, Lovecraft mythos, and then I learned that Lovecraft was, like, a terrible racist, but then, the, yeah, real shitty guy. Also, like, I mean, he his ideas for in writing were revolutionary and interesting, but he wasn't the first guy to do them, and also, his writing, like, he, for a writer, he describes things as indescribable so often it's just gonna like fine come on man
0: dude I've been saying this for so long that he's such a hack because it's like he always just leans on that trope of like you cannot describe the horror (laughs) and it's like can you, know? you could try.
1: Yeah, could you give it? Could you give it a shot? <laughs> Maybe try. Yeah, absolutely.
0: But, so that's what's so interesting about Eternal Darkness to me, from that standpoint. I think that is the most interesting thing about it is that the writing holds up, and the writing is like better than Lovecraft. Oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the and there's like there's such like a beautiful ache to the story because of, like it starts like in ancient Rome, and then it like just goes on through all these centuries, and just like watching. I mean, just like, yeah, like, like watching all these different, uh, characters sort of like bear this narrative burden. Um, uh, I mean, it's been a minute since I played it, but, uh, but yeah, cause it starts, you start, <laughs> yeah, you start in ancient Rome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, that guy basically comes into contact with one of three elder gods yeah. or like ancient ones or forgotten, you know, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, uh, there's Zelotath. The mind one. Then there's (laughs) Chodriga. And then there's the magic one, whose name I can't remember. Uliath. Uliath. Ulioth, It is Uliath, yes! And then there's, like, the fourth one. There's a fourth one. I want to say it's, like, is that Red Gormor? Or is that Uh, just a rune? I think that's just a rune. Okay, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, but he's the the purple one that's, like, and that's the one that you kill. Yeah. That's the one that's, or, that you... That's, like, the real ending. That's, like, the real ending, yeah, yeah. Like, um, uh... Uh, well, no, because you're exposed to that guy like like early on. I think the second chapter you're exposed to like the the big god, the purple one. is, like the tentacle yeah. guy with all the eyeballs mm-hmm. that you stab with the fucking pillar or whatever. Yes. Um. Yeah. That one's fascinating. But I mean, but then, uh, but yeah. Anyway, like uh uh, so you start then, and then it's so interesting to watch like these ripple effects in the storyline because, um, I mean, and even furthermore, it's so interesting. Like uh, like what I love is that you're you know you're Alexandra Royvas. Savior backwards, little on the nose, but we'll take it. Um, <laughs> Yikes! Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and you like slowly like unlock these mysteries like in this house, which is already creepy. Right. Uh, but then like, and you like, I love any game where the stuff that you see at the beginning, and you're like, huh, oh, I wonder what that is. Like, comes into play later on or yeah. like it starts to like the like you're you're given all the information basically up top right. but you don't you're not aware of that until the end when everything's in like, contextualized and you're like right. oh okay like so you know like for example like the ability to find this God's heart uh, that you discover as the Indiana Jones type character. Yeah. Lindsay the explorer. Mm-hmm. Um oh, wow, Jesus. I put I love this game. Yeah. Uh, like uh the uh I'm with you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, like that's just in the library and you yeah. could go if you I mean I don't know like in the game if you can go early and just grab it but like um but after that chapter you just like walk over to are like oh fuck it's the heart of an elder god that like they this guy fucking struggled to get i mean if you've played the game it's not an easy level like yeah. you're, i mean you're constantly getting there's those things that teleport you to like a hell dimension yeah if you're not careful uh, like he doesn't run that fast uh uh but um also i mean like you're back in angor wad or whatever uh which is i mean also a sick level like just yeah. really incredible design like yeah uh and i mean it's but yeah i mean but it's like so i love that kind of stuff um but also i love that i love that it spans centuries i love that it spans the globe i love that like all these characters are fucking doomed <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then it's up to you to be to like turn it all around for them like after centuries like i think the uh the 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 pillar of flesh there's a pillar of flesh or a pillar of blood it's that pillar a made out of flesh. flesh. Yeah. yeah. Like they just fucking threw dudes uh-huh. into a thing and then just poured concrete over it. And then you're a firefighter in the two thousands and you're putting on an oil fire fire in like Kuwait or whatever. And then, uh, and then you get there and then there's that fucking big pillar of flesh and you're like, what the hell is this oh, thing? No, fuck. It's like, buddy, that's a pillar of flesh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, it's just, it's so like, there's just so much like, I think what I like about it the most is that like, it's, it's not and i think you know a lot of i imagine a lot of horror fans agree uh but what makes eternal darkness a great horror is that it's not scaring you because of like surprises like jump scares i mean there Mm -hmm. are some i mean there are jump scares that are thrown in because of that sanity effect right which was revolutionary and incredible right um uh but uh, but it was effective horror because it just throughout gives you like this overwhelming sense of like dread it's just like yes. oh no like just you just like have to put the controller down because something will happen and it'll just be like oh fuck like uh uh like when you go down or or like when uh uh when you discover like that weird invisible vampire creeping around the house yeah, and you're just like and as soon as you put it together and just like fuck like this guy's in the basement i'm gonna have to go I'm going to have to deal with this fucking guy in the basement. (laughs) That's a great moment of dread. Yeah, absolutely. Or, or just even at the end when like you realize when uh, when you go up to like one of those pillars and you realize that the entire like, like forgotten city underneath your house is one big, like summoning circle. Yeah. And it's like, Oh God. Like, (laughs) so now I got to go to each one of these and put in a rune. like fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah because it's a big dispel rune like mm-hmm. yeah also i love that like <laughs> the, the other thing i like too is that it, it is i mean i wish more people played it because um sometimes i'll just be like by myself uh and just like i'll just go like Pargon, Pargon, pargon <laughs> you know because like yeah because that was the power that was the power up rune. yeah uh, no the the
0: The game has, like, really great sound Mm -hmm. and really great, like... This is something we were talking about in recent episodes. We were talking about um, Symphony of the Night Mm. and how, like, Symphony of the Night is a game that's really great at giving you little satisfying, like, audio-visual cues. Mm -hmm. So you're just always kind of, like, amped up by stuff happening like that. This game is the same because, yeah, the magic system has, like, the best sound. That's super deep-pitched voice. Totally. And the visual effects around it are great, too. It's
1: super satisfying.
0: Yeah. It's just, like that's yeah, like cracking open a can or something, or something. yeah absolutely yeah because
1: well, yeah, like when the spells go up and then they like slam down it's like yeah. that's exactly what you want like you feel powerful
0: yeah well i think yeah it's interesting because like the last episode we did on this game we got really hung up talking about like mechanics and whether or not the game is like good in that way mm. and it's like yeah i think to me what makes the game really great is that like i do like the mechanics i like the way the game plays like yeah. the magic system is cool the combat system is cool but like the magic of it is in that story and how it goes over all these centuries and like, yeah, things pick up and resolve in a way that like, I think it just has like a real great like presentation and a real great like arc to it. Mm-hmm. And there's just like so many cool moments like yeah like when you mentioned the pillar of flesh like in the first scene you see it which is near the beginning of the game like there's this really great framing of like a dude being thrown into it that yeah. like looks like a movie. It, does. Like it looks like a shot and it's almost like out of place. Mm-hmm. That's like huh that's a really overly cinematic shot but it yeah, looks yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. And there's all sorts of little things like that too. Yeah like when when like characters' stories like start to intersect and when things start to make sense like. Yeah, it it creates that sense of dread that you associate with Lovecraft Mm -hmm. without either just being like an homage to like a straight homage to Lovecraft where it's like, oh, we did Shadow over Innsmouth. Like we just did that story. Right. (laughs) Uh, It doesn't do that. And it also doesn't rely on the trope of like, you can't see what's going on. No. And I I think that when you look, because like, yeah, like when I was a teenager, I was super in Lovecraft. And then I was like, Oh yeah, this is bad. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> yeah. And he hates me mm-hmm. also. Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. obviously he hates black people more than me, but he also He, he also hates. yeah,
1: you're right up there. You're next pal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Two or <laughs> his three. other cat. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, and and it's like he's so old fashioned that it's like I'm sure if if it's like what do you what do you think of this? You'd get this long like well the shape of your skull. And oh god.
1: Horrible. Well, I will say though that like he did if you read like his compa- like he's, he's got a story about um He's got, like, a fantasy story about, like, a a cloud city. Have you read that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's, like, it's so... It's, like, kind of sad, because it's, like... Because he does mention, like, how, like, he lives in the cloud city, and, like... And it's full of, like, handsome knights, and, like, no one makes fun of him. And it's, (laughs) like, like, he explicitly is, like, and no one's mean to me. And it's, like... (laughs) dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, I mean, you're really, you gotta yeah. log off, man. <laughs> like You have grass. to log off touch grass. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, um, but yeah, no, it is that, it is that cosmic horror thing that they do so well. Mm-hmm. Like the, uh, the idea, like the real horrifying idea, I think to me, but I almost like, well, so, so it's an idea that's on its face. is a little bit horrifying at first. It's this idea that like there are forces at play, uh, cosmically, um, that that not only are we not fully able to like understand or comprehend uh but that are far more powerful than us mm-hmm. and who who are either outright hostile to our lives and our being right. or they just straight up don't care right. you know like we're only exist we only exist like we're only allowed to have existed these last like you know, a couple hundred thousand years because, uh, they haven't noticed us, you know what I yeah. mean? Like they just haven't seen us yet. Like there's, yeah. and so it's like, we're, it's that feeling of doom, but I think that there's actually something kind of freeing about that sort of like nihilistic thing because it is like, I mean, not to get too, like too heady, but I forget who it was, maybe it was like Aristotle or Socrates, but it's like, um, he was, like, a, uh the smartest people, like, it was basically, like, the smartest people know that they know nothing, you know? Right. Like, the only thing that I know, I don't know anything. Right. Like, um, uh, uh, and I think that like, that's so, like, that's such, like, a freeing thing to be, like, uh, like, because yeah. <laughs> it's, like, because, yeah. I mean, because it's just sort of, like, you know, I mean, like, like, uh, uh, I think um for me it's it's honestly kind of like helps with anxiety. Yeah. To just sort of be like, well, I mean like stuff just kind of happens, you know? Things yeah. just take place.
0: Yeah. You can't
1: really control any of it. You just have to you just have to be good at having stuff take place like yeah you gotta roll the punches yeah because i mean like because real life as it is is already like insane i mean like yeah. like people are weird stuff is weird uh-huh. things ain't make no sense <laughs> especially like, now yeah i mean yeah. climate change is it's frightening like yeah. you know i mean uh, but then also diseases i mean uh who yeah. knows what the fuck i mean but then but then also um you know there's greater things at play like uh uh like you know there's there's um uh, I mean, you ever think about like four-dimensional shapes? Yeah, like like how like so, uh, so the idea of like <laughs> like do you know the have you are you familiar with Flatland? No. Okay, so it's like a book about these two-dimensional shapes. It's a book about like a circle and a square, and one day like the circle sees like a dot, and then it turns into a bigger dot, or, like a in turns into a big circle, and then it shrinks back down and disappears, or whatever and he's like the hell is that? And then it it, turned, it was just it was a sphere just passing uh, through his plane. So it's like if a two-dimensional if two dimensions are a cross section of three-dimensional space, three-dimensional space is just a cross section of four-dimensional space. Which is like a little scary cuz it's just like oh so we're just never going to be able to see a four-dimensional shape. Like you right. can look at one, like they've rendered them, but we still like you our brains yeah. really can't even process that. Right. But then there's like straight up like 30 like 30 dimensional shapes right which is infuriating like uh <laughs> uh and it's and it's it's I'm like mad about it well I mean, it's just it's like it's just like there's stuff that exists that like i like no matter w- how smart i get you know i will never be able to even comprehend yeah like not even close yeah and it's just like it's, it's like so it's just it's exhausting but it's yeah. like um um, or you know, or you think about like uh, like a multiverse theory, or like you know, quantum physics, or string theory, or you know the idea that like time like we just perceive time is straightforward right um like you know everything is actually just happening all at once like every possibility and we're just we're just sliding through like a cross section of like what reality actually is right. like it's all it's fucking terrifying so it's just yeah. like so it's it's like so then like these horror things with the dread like i mean they're it's like a fun little escape but like they go from being like massively terrifying to being like yeah kind of cute you know yeah <laughs> yeah like, a fun yeah
0: <laughs> Well, I think, too, that, like, we're seeing a resurgence of this kind of, like, cosmic horror recently because everything is so hard to understand mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so hard to grasp. And so, that I think about this game a lot recently because, like, even though we're seeing that resurgence, like, there just isn't a lot of it that's actually good. Like, it's either kind of hokey or it is just doing the Lovecraft thing. Yeah. Which is, like, super whack. and. Yeah. So yeah, tentacles. Ooh, yeah. What if tentacles? <laughs> yeah, you can understand. <laughs> oh you know? yeah. Like I, I always like really appreciated Eternal Darkness because it took this huge narrative and all these characters and it used them to like explore that idea and mm. communicate that idea to you. That like you can trace all of these stories. You can see how they interact and intersect with each other. You can go back to the same locations over and over and over. But at the end of the day, you still don't get why it's happening. Mm-hmm. You don't understand why it's your fault mm-hmm. or your problem and you don't know what to do. <laughs> Even like up until the end, so like your first playthrough of the game at like you get to the end, you beat the game and it's like, what? Yeah, like that's the ending. And then somebody, you know, your friend or whatever tells it's like, you, oh, yeah, like, you
1: got to do it three times. Yeah. No, I got to do it four times.
0: Yeah. You, have to, you actually have to do it four <laughs> times. And it's like, it just gives you that feeling of like hopelessness, but yeah, in a fun digestible package. Yeah,
1: absolutely. You know? Yeah. It, it's, it's, um, uh, yeah, exactly. But it, it, and it like sort of like reframes the way you think about it stuff. And it also like, I mean, for me, it like completely, uh, I mean, it like made me fall in love with horror, like all over again. Yeah. Um, uh, because it really makes, I mean, it just, it's so inspiring and it's like, so yeah because also like it's almost like it's also it's so meta too yeah in a game that's already meta as hell right like and it but it's but it's still very true to like the 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 game's like soul right right <laughs> yeah right, right. god i have so, i still haven't beaten it four times fuck we've we almost got done with it for we almost got done with the first playthrough mary and i and then we like got distracted on something or whatever but yeah um like uh uh we yeah i gotta go back and give that a shot we're right at the last part with the spells. Oh, um, nice. but, and yeah, we started with Zelletath cause that's like the easiest one. Yeah. Cause you can deal with the sanity, but you know,
0: it's just yeah. scary. For sure. Well, and it's like, it's just so weird. Like it's such a weird open-ended game. Cause even like, if you know the spells, you can get like a lot of the spells way early in the oh, game yeah. and then yeah. just kind of like breeze through it. And that's why I was found fascinating about cause like I've beaten this game like so many fucking times. Mm-hmm. I have no clue how many times I've been at this point. And it was funny because like on the last playthrough, I was like, hey, oh, yeah, I forgot about the sanity system because once you know how to play the game, your sanity never dips. Oh yeah, below, like full. And it's just really fascinating to me that like the gimmick that a lot of people know the game for to me is not even like, a big part of the game or why it's good. Like it's kind of, it's fun at the time. And it was fun for the first play. And after that, I just,
1: yeah, it's like, it's, it's yeah. After that, it just becomes like a mechanic. Yeah. Like, but not the mechanic. Yeah. But it's probably just like the hook that kind of gets people in though, which is probably pretty oh well, that was like why me and all
0: my friends bought it. Yeah. And when they are over at my house, it's like, check this (laughs) out. (laughs) I'm crazy. You know? And it's like, but, like, it is actually an enduring work because it has good writing and good plotting and stuff. Yeah, incredibly yeah. so. Yeah. yeah.
1: There was, um, uh, so what was the thing? I just remember that one. <laughs> I just remember the, 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 the fucking, the boss that you fight in the church in the basement. Yeah. First is the priest. Mm hmm or no you don't fight him you just he just kills you yeah that sucked yeah i remember being like for real like so pissed and then when we go and then when you start again in that church as the soldier yeah and you're like my favorite part of the game oh yeah great part of the game Uh, but like but the but those i remember it took us a second to figure out like me and my buddy when we first did a playthrough it took us a second to figure out how to actually fight the fucking thing yeah like because uh uh but yeah but it was like it was uh yeah, that part was, like, super, super interesting. Because, uh, like, I mean, that's, like, one of those moments where it's, like, because you show up at that church, and you're just like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know how this, I know where this is going. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, yeah. It's that feeling yeah. of dread, you know? Like. Um,
0: yeah. And and they had kind of already, I think it, the game has a cool feel to it. It has kind of a PC, like, a 90s PC game feel to it. Yeah. Because the people who made it made Legacy of Cain.
1: Oh, sure. Okay.
0: Yeah. And they had already kind of had experience with that point and click like PC game Mm -hmm. style. And so this was just a more palatable version of that. But yeah, like those games had to have interesting encounters. They had to find... A way to reuse locations and make it interesting and they also had these big like epic stories because mm-hmm. in those games like you were always like zoomed out you kind of had like a distance between you and the character and what's going on so they would make up for that with like writing and voice acting and all you know it's the same with like Diablo 2 mm-hmm. where it's like yeah it's like you have this distance from you and what's going on so we're gonna really oversell it with the like you yeah. know I'm the devil yeah. and so like yeah absolutely and so like I think it's interesting to see Eternal Dark as a game that is made by those kind of devs uh-huh. and has that kind of feel, but it's also like at that time it was very new and cutting edge and it did put you very into it. It's got this very like crazy camera that follows you and these mm-hmm. very like striking visuals and stuff, but it still has that old pc feel yeah
1: definitely it. and that's and actually like i think we talked about this a little bit over a message but like i've been i've been replaying riven yeah recently like mm-hmm. when i've played that game a lot of different times but every time i play it i'm always just like oh yeah this is stuff this is because that yeah. game also like the game is also like a little scary but it's not like scary in that there's yeah. like it there's like a creeping like What's going on here? Thing, but that's that's another one where you're like you, the first shot of the game, literally, like the end of the game is right there on your left. It's that telescope Mm -hmm. going into the fissure, like, yeah. And it's like, if you know the well, I think the code is randomized every playthrough, but like, um, uh, but if you, I mean, yeah, it's like if you just brute force it, you could probably just like destroy the entire world as soon as you land there and just piss off Atris or whatever. But it's like, um but yeah, I mean, I just I love that. I love I love when just narratively when stuff gets recontextualized. You know? Yeah,
0: yeah, Mist. That whole series is some of the most unsettling games, and it's hard to even put your finger on why. Mm-hmm. It's just creepy. Yeah, and and yeah, they they do that shit so well. Yeah, and I feel like Eternal Darkness has some of that going on for sure. Where it's like, yeah, it doesn't need to jump scare you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to be. A whole thing it's just like let's make a world exist in the world and just see how fucked up and creepy this world is yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah. for sure yeah I gotta play it again who do I play now? Well, probably the health guy right the red one yeah Chatterga. yeah because I know the magic one's hardest Uleah.
0: yeah for sure although you can I mean I think it's pretty early on in the Indiana Jones guy segment. You can get the purple rune. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, whatever. it mean, what well, because I just purple I know you have to every time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because you got to summon one of those little three legged, crawly penis looking mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Like, go underneath the thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's I never I, I remember. I think I missed that on my first couple of playthroughs. Uh, yeah, but I, but that's but that's the rune you end up using, you know. Yeah, because yeah. then you can just
0: heal everything every time.
1: Yeah, but doesn't that guy come? Doesn't that come after you have to fight the the mid the mid game boss? I think it's pretty. No, yeah. it's weirdly early. Yeah, because you yeah because you find you uh uh yeah 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 because because yeah. you're back in Angkor Wat because you got to get the heart from the dancer girl.
0: Yeah, I think that's maybe some of my perspective on the game too. Because like when I talk to people who don't like it, it's like, oh, it's like frustrating and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, you could just break the game yeah. super <laughs> easily. And then it just becomes about exploring the game and the story. It almost becomes more of a walking sim than like yeah. a <laughs> horror game because you're just so overpowered. And like by the time you get to the end, you're just like God and yeah, you're so shooting like, out spells. And you're like, this is fine. Yeah, like, whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah.
1: true. Yeah, it is like it is cool to like be like, uh, yeah. No, it is it is nice to like go back because you, you, the uh, at one point, like you're uh, like you're back in like the first level that you started or whatever uh, and you but you at this point like you have the Tome of Eternal Darkness and all the spells and everything yeah and you're just like I mean you're just like okay well whatever let's like, fucking <laughs> you know go for it yeah try me you know <laughs> like, I'm Magic
0: Rambo yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs>